You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with Exodus Trail Cameras, I'm going to recommend you go to their website. Tons of great information about their products, right? The cool part is, is they're turning four. They're having their fourth anniversary. And to celebrate, they are offering 25% off their Exodus Lift 2 their Trek, and their new solar panel. And this is running from May 15th to May 28th. Um, they have a ton of great uh, features, right? I don't have enough time to share all of those features in this little time frame that I have to talk about it. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I have a camera off their very first run, and it has not given me any problems at all, right? Put the SD card in, format the card, turn it on and it takes pictures period right and that's what we want trail cameras to do they work every single time take advantage of this 25% off go to their website exodusoutdoorgear.com do some research about all the functionality of their cameras right you can take a look at their price you can find the one that's right for you you can enter the discount code year four y-e-a-r the number four and save 25% Welcome to the DIY Sportsman Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Prawl and Boudreaux Boswell. Just got done with work, going to do the podcast, eat some dinner, and then try and shoot a turkey tomorrow morning. Try and shoot a turkey tomorrow morning. Yep. I'm not going to be able to go out and roost them beforehand, so I'm just going to get there right at gray light and try and listen for gobbles and make a move. And just go from there. Hopefully it works out. Yeah, I'm hoping that since it's during the week and since it's one of the later seasons and that fishing opener started, like, it shouldn't be, there shouldn't be very many people, if anybody, in the woods, I'm hoping. So. Hopefully it works that way. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll probably show up late enough that if there's anybody set up on a roosted bird, like, they'll already be parked. So I can just find right. a place that doesn't have any vehicles. This is the plan. Plans are meant to fail. <laughs> That's like a plan B and plan C. So there's a lot of hype about this this new flex from Arrow Hunter. And you've been a little bit more privy to it than me. I, I don't have a ton of information, so I'm going to kind of act like the saddle investor and, and figure out what's up with this new system. Is this a system for me? Is this something I want to invest in? Um, and just kind of ask a lot of the questions that I think might be helpful for the viewers. Is that like a plan? Sounds like a plan to me. Okay. So I guess for starters, it's got Kestrel in the name. So I'm assuming it's more similar to the Kestrel than the Kite. What makes it different? What are some of the upgrades that have been made? So when you look at it, it's going to look pretty much identical to the Kestrel. So the big change and why it's called the Flex is it's actually built on a pleated design. So kind of what that means is basically it's fabric kind of overlap, so it expands. Mm-hmm. So the Kestrel's traditionally made out of four pieces of fabric sewn together. With the Flex, it's basically the top two pieces and the bottom two pieces. And then inside of that, there is like a four-inch piece of webbing that is sewn inside of those two pieces. So as you sit down into the seat of the saddle the pleat will kind of fold out and expand to make the seat slightly bigger, give you a little bit more of a cup underneath your butt. Okay. 
I think I'm visualizing that correctly. So it'll kind of grow top to bottom with that. Plate. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has the ability to grow top to bottom. If you don't want it to grow top to bottom, it will be the exact same seat size as a regular Kestrel. But say you're somebody who may be in between seat sizes or instead of like using the adjuster strap, say you're somebody who sits down lower and you want more of a cup on your butt, you can either reach down between your legs and pull the bottom part of the saddle down or you can reach up to the top of your back if you need more up the back and pull it up. And so what's going to happen is that seat's going to expand out a little more. Okay. That, that makes sense to me. So if a guy's in between sizes, say they could use a one, but a two also works and some occasions a one might be a little bit too tight. Would you recommend that they would go with a one with that ability to expand out or would they still be better upsizing? The one with the ability to expand out. And that was kind of the big thing that kind of led us towards the flex was you kind of get all these people that are like right on the line yeah. for, hey, I need a bigger seat area. Um, the as for the waist straps and the leg straps, a lot of those are big enough they can go quite a ways out from what the recommended size is. But it's always been the seat area that has been the big thing is, you know, even with waist size, it kind of depends on, you know, how big your butt is basically, what how much material is going to be around there. So with the Flex, it gives us the option to kind of expand that range because now we can make that seat a little bit bigger as compared to, you know, being stuck with a standard Kestrel. Okay. So were there, was the kind of accommodation for sizing sort of the biggest driver behind the changes or were there some other reasons behind kind of adapting that pleated design? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, we obviously we're always looking to try to find what's the best for the market as in like what's going to cover the most people, um, what's going to be easiest to produce, things like that, as well as looking for just minor tweaks to it. And so a lot of what we got was those people that were in between sizes, they'd order a one, they might get it and try it and say, it's just a little too small, order a two and get it and be relatively happy with it, even though it may be just a little bit bigger for them. So a lot of that kind of came from, okay, well, what can we do? You know, do we make a in-between size or do we try to make something that covers a wider range? And so it goes the same thing for the guys in the size two. We've always kind of got a, a lot of requests from bigger guys to make and look into a size three. So something a little bit bigger than the size two. And that's what the flex gives us the ability to do is take a size two so when it's not pleated, it is a size two Kestrel. It looks the exact same. But as the saddle pleats out, it will grow basically top to bottom about four and a half, five inches. So it will grow that much more. So that allows us the ability to range up into that three. So the bigger guys especially are going to benefit a lot more from this three or the two flex. And then the same thing with the guys that were in between sizes between a one and a two are going to benefit from the flex and the size one. Okay. So with the ability to, I guess, either pull up on the top side or kind of push down on the bottom side, for guys that historically have said, you know, hey, the saddle's kind of riding up my backside a little bit, is the idea here that they can they can put the saddle on the waistband where they would normally think that the waistband should go, you know, kind of where the pants line would be, and then sort of just pull that bottom portion a little bit lower down underneath their butt and onto the back of their thighs. Exactly, and that the bottom of that coming out, it actually creates more of a cupped section of the seat, whereas traditionally it's been slightly cupped. Now, by when as you pull that out the bottom, it creates more of a cup for your butt to sit in, so you don't have that issue of it sliding up your back, basically, because it's more of a, a bowl shape as compared to just a regular Kestrel. Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, that, that seems like a, one of those things that people have mentioned, especially people that 
aren't super familiar with saddles, maybe are trying them on for the first time, that's oftentimes something that you'll see them say, like, oh, it rides up a little bit. How do I fix that? Well, it's an easy fix. If you know what you're doing, this seems like it might eliminate some of that. Yeah, with saddle hunting, with saddle hunting growing as much as it is the past two or three years, that's kind of the other big thing we wanted to do is we kind of wanted to reduce that learning curve even more because, like you said, there's a lot of people who have issues of, you know, hey, it's riding up my back. And a lot of that is, you know, if you know saddle hunting or you've been doing it long enough, those are relatively easy fixes. But for new people coming into it, they may not be as easy. Um, and the flex gives you a little bit more versatility to use from that aspect. And with the flex, because of the way you pull it out and it basically creates more of a cup, we have removed the side adjuster straps that were on the Kestrel and the Kite. Because basically that was the same premise behind those side adjuster straps is as you shorten those straps on the side, you basically cup the saddle more up underneath your butt. So we were able to remove those by allowing the pleat to take that and make that um, adjustment for you. So is it almost kind of like a size one extended with the flax would be similar to a size two if the guy had the adjusters tightened way down? Yeah, pretty close. And I wouldn't say necessarily tightened way down. Um, you still, you're not going to get that much um, full adjustment out of it, but you're going to get more of that cupped pocket that you're going to look for if you need to extend it or you need to flex it for this matter. Okay. Is the face material still that same Cordura or is there a different material for that? So the face material is going to be different. Um, I believe everything previous was a thousand denier. Uh, the material that's used now, they're going to be offered in three different camo patterns. So it's going to be offered in ASAT, it's going to be offered in Predator, and Broadside Camo are going to be the three camo options. And these camo options are specific to the Flex. So you're not going to be able to get a Kestrel in one of these options. They're only going to be for the Flex. And I believe they are a 500 denier. So it's going to be a little bit softer, a little bit quieter. Not quite as durable, but that thousand denier to me was way overkill for durability. Because it wasn't just that one thousand; it was one thousand times two, essentially, right? Because of the way they're exactly. constructed. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Does that make it any lighter without the adjusters? It, and it makes it a little bit lighter, but then you factor in we actually have additional fabric to allow for the pleat. Gotcha. So it all kind of balances out pretty close to the same. Okay, well that makes sense. I've saw pictures of the ASAT and the Predator, and I guess I, I saw pictures of all three of them. The Predator one looks pretty cool to my eye. That'd be my favorite yeah. of the three. <laughs> the, the Predator and the ASAT to me are, are top to me just because I've always been a Predator and an ASAT fan. So it's kind of a hard decision. I talked to them today, and I was like, man, they're like, what color do you want? I'm like, I don't know. i got to think on that a little bit. I will say, though, that broadside looks really good in an early season setting. From, yeah, it does. From the ground up. Yeah, especially that photo that they posted on the Facebook page. Uh, the way they have that frame, man, it just it looks great in that photo. Yeah, yeah. I my initial thought is that the ASAT or the the Predator may be better, like for kind of all like an all around pattern. But that did look very accurate for that setting that it was in in that photo. They ran a couple polls on the Facebook page, you know, asking people what camo they would like to prefer, and they kind of you know hinted around at different camo options and. All the comments were like Predator, ASAT, <laughs> Broadside, Predator, ASAT, Broadside. And so it was kind of glaringly obvious at that point what the people wanted. And that's kind of the big thing that they listened to this year was they wanted to listen to everybody and see what camo pattern they wanted. Because since we've had the Kestrel and even the Arrow original Arrow Hunter, 
you know, that's one of the big options is people's always wanted a, a different camo pattern, kind of that lighter, more broken up style pattern compared to a, a blob. Yeah. And so with, I guess the, uh, you said that the material, because it's softer, doesn't make quite as much noise. We have those obvious color options for the waistband. Do you still have the two rows of that, uh, those Molly webbing loops? Yeah. The two rows of Molly webbing, uh, we, we tend to stick to that. We like that preference cause it helps keep the bags from flopping, especially as you walk compared to having one singular row of Molly webbing. So we really stick to the two layers of Molly webbing and then it kind of works well into the design to have the leg straps come from one of those as well. So it plays nicely into having both of those and having the safety feature of the leg straps as well. Speaking of leg straps, is the flex going to be the same in the Kestrel in regards to the buckles? Is it going to have the quick release or is it going to be like the kite? It's going to have the quick release. I believe their ADF uh, Raptor buckles is what's going to be on that. Uh, so similar to exactly what's on the kite or on the Kestrel basically. Uh, kind of got away from the frame buckles on the kite. So we're going with that kind of basically it's pretty much going to look like when you see them laying side by side if it, the pleat was folded in it would be pretty hard to tell the difference between a Kestrel flex and a Kestrel. Okay. So then same thing I'm assuming with, you know, alignment belt position, bridge, tether options, all that kind of stuff. Is that all the same as Kestrel? So there's there's some minor tweaks in there from the Kestrel to the Kestrel flex and pretty much all of those. So the alignment belt loops are going to be the same design. They are going to be moved slightly farther forward. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit easier to reach back and hook your carabiner in on those. Yep. And with the um, bridge attachment points as well, those are all still going to have the high-vis red webbing sewn in there. But we've also we've extended it a little bit. Um, some people have talked about, especially when you use the adjuster straps, that your carabiner may run off the uh, high-vis webbing and kind of catch that lip between the two pieces of webbing. And if you go to sit down, it may startle you when it slides off of that webbing and kind of pops, basically. Yep. So we've extended that as well as shifted it up to kind of prevent that from occurring. And then one interesting thing that we've done is in that red webbing, we've actually added a like a reflective tracer that's stitched in there, basically. So if you're using a headlamp at night, when you look down, that tracer in that is going to light up and reflect that light to make it a lot easier to find those points to be able to hook into. And you said this was for the the bridge and the Lyman's loops on the inside? Correct. Okay. Let also with the, the bridge, there's going to be three different bridge options this year. So there's going to be a rope with a sewn eye and the carabiner and the adjustment kind of like what comes on it now, but it's going to be a sewn eye on one side, carabiner with the adjustment on the other side. There's going to be a fixed webbing bridge sewn on. So it'll be a fixed length sewed on either side. And then the third option will be a webbing bridge sewn on one side, sewn to the other side, but it will have a adjuster in there. It won't be a adjust on the fly, but it will have like a three bar slider in there so that you can you know, take your weight off of it, adjust it, and find that sweet spot specifically for you. Gotcha. So it might not be one of those things where you're, you're monkeying around with it in the tree, but if you're working with it in your backyard and you say, hey, you know, I'm going to try, you know, this length bridge, and I'm going to try a longer bridge, and like, hey, this this works right. I'll just leave it here. And that's kind of the intent. Exactly. Okay. And is that just a single layer webbing, or is that like a tubular webbing? I believe it's a tubular webbing. Okay. 
Camo, tan. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a tan off the top of my head. Okay. And then you said that rope option, that's still going to be Predator, and that's just going to have like a figure eight knot tied on the carabiner yeah. side? Yeah, well, it's going to be – it's going to go to the um, the eye adjuster or the uh, Prusik style adjuster that's on the, the tree strap and lineman's belt now. So it's tied to that uh, accessory cord with the plastic um, – I can't even think of what they call it now off the top of my head. Uh, it's what's on the traditional – uh, tree strap and bridge basically on the kestrels now okay so i guess another thing that guys might want to know with the various changes you know a lot of the things it sounds like material wise are, are similar minor differences in how the thing's being sewed up um those camo patterns i'm sure are not probably don't come free is the price going to be similar to the kestrel right now it's going to be similar. It's going to be just a little bit more. I think they're looking at two sixty nine regular, and then I think they're going to have some type of introductory price that's going to be around two forty. Uh, so it's going to be just a little bit more because, like you said, the camo options are are a little bit more because you got to pay for the licensing of that fabric. Right. And are you guys planning on keeping the both the kite and the kestrel, or is this going to be replacing the kestrel? Nope, we'll be keeping the kite and the kestrel both as options for people as well. Um, you know, the kestrel is a staple. I mean, it's really what put us out there with that product. The kite is kind of that, you know, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Um, if you hunt in the south, that's going to be your go-to because it's going to breathe a little bit more, you know, when you're hunting into 80s and 90s, you know, October, you know, the first part of November, that's definitely going to be for it. And then with this flex, you know, it's just kind of catering to those people who really like the Kestrel, but maybe kind of in between sizes want a little bit more cupping. Uh, that's what's where the flex is really going to come in. Okay. And, and so I guess that from that standpoint, if a person is already an owner of either one of those systems, maybe the main deciding factor would be fit probably more than anything. Yeah. Fit. And if they, if they have a camo preference, for example, um, I know, when we hunted together in Missouri, that's what I hunted from was a prototype flex and I hunted from it for a while. And I really like just to be able to, to pull that seat out just a little bit more than what my Kestrel is. And I'm saying a little bit more, I'm saying like maybe two inches, just being able to flex that saddle out just a little bit more to me, it just seemed to offer quite a bit more comfort. You know, when we designed the Kestrel, we tried to streamline it as much as possible. And for some people, we may have trimmed that just a hair too much. So it really gives you that ability to dial in where you want the saddle because you got about, you know, five to six inches of range in there where it can be the size of a Kestrel or five or six inches more than the Kestrel. So it really helps those people dial in exactly what they're looking for. Okay. Have you had any actual hunts with this thing yet? I, I can't even remember if you had something different than a normal Kestrel when I was hunting with you in November last year. Yeah, so what I hunted with in November was the, the final prototype up to the flex. Okay. So that's what I hunted with. And see, I mean, we hunted together, and you couldn't even tell that my saddle was different <laughs> than the traditional Kestrels because it was pleated together, and it made it real difficult to tell apart. So, yeah, that's what I hunted with all of that November hunt was the the flex. We tested a couple different fabrics, so I had a couple different ones there. Uh, but the one when you were there was the one that was ultimately the final prototype before the flex. Okay. So this is this is not just something you guys whipped up. This is something that's been in the works for quite a while. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. About the time we introduce a saddle, we are already typically looking at other options, and who knows what those options may be. Um, I can say as of right now, we are not working on another option. The flex is what we've been dealing with, and that's what we're still using. So not saying that we won't come out with something in three or five years, who knows, but we're always tinkering and testing. You know, Casey Jones over there at New Tribe at Arrow Hunter is uh, – He's a tinkerer. He likes to come up with ideas, and he'll sit down and sew something up and send it to me and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And we'll just start bouncing ideas from there, and that's kind of really what the the flex came from. Awesome. And do you know, I guess, the announcement, the main announcement from Arrow Hunter is going to come for us tomorrow, but by the time the podcast launches and the people are listening to this, it will have already been announced do you know when it's going to be available for people to actually order and if there's going to be any inventory right away or if there's going to be a waiting period? So it will be ready to order when it comes out, which will be at midnight tonight, which when people hear this will be yesterday. Um, and I believe they will be shipping within two weeks um, of that. So if you guys put them in early, you should be getting them you know, within two to three weeks really quick. Okay, perfect. So I guess apart from that, what other things would you think would be helpful for people who are either, you know, have an arrow hunter currently or just kind of interested in saddles and, and, you know, what does this option give? What other kind of information do you have that might be helpful? So for the most part, this is, you know, if you already have a, a Kestrel and you're really pleased with it, but you think maybe it just could have a little bit more, this is probably going to be exactly what you're looking for, especially for new people um, coming in with the growth of saddle hunting. Again, who may be between those sizes, this is where it's really going to shine is for those people who, you know, got a one and think, man, it may be just a little bit too small or, or got a two and thought and it's a little bit too big. And I think that's where this is really, really going to come in is we're trying to fill those gaps and try to cover more of a broad range of people with one particular product that they can just do more. So if you got a if you got a Kestrel and you're happy, might not be worth the upgrade unless you want one of those camo options. But if you're totally brand new, it might be a safer option to go with the Flex. Yeah, it's going to be a much safer option to start with the Flex just because you have that ability for the Flex. You know, and and just comfort, you know, you're going to have the ability to adjust that pocket depending on how much you flex it out to get what you're looking for in that. Okay. And you could almost think based on those statements that there might not even be a need for a Kestrel anymore, but I can tell you, even just reading the forums myself, there's a lot of people who, who please don't take the Kestrel away, we, you know, so. Yeah, that was, that was a big debate that we had was, you know, because not pleated, it is basically the exact same size as a Kestrel. You know, a size one and a size one Kestrel and a size one Kestrel Flex are the exact same profiles and everything. And so we really debated on, hey, do we just phase out the Kestrel? Do we keep the Kestrel? You know, the Kestrel is, is the saddle that really got us to where we are. And we spent a lot of time and effort on that Kestrel. So, you know, we just thought it was fitting. It was kind of what got us there. We just decided, hey, you know, let's just keep it. Let's run with it. You know, a lot of people who may be dialed in, you know, may not need the flex system to it. They may just go with the Kestrel. Okay. Well, I think that that seems like, you know, really a pretty good synopsis of, of what the new system is. And I mean, for anybody who's listening to this podcast that, you know, is kind of totally new and maybe even some of the things we were talking about seems, you know, like a little unfamiliar, there's, there's definitely resources on like saddlehunter.com uh, to be able to get 
uh, information in general. I have videos on my channel and Bobby has videos on his channel on YouTube where, you know, we both have videos on the Kestrel right now. And I don't think there's, there's definitely not currently any videos on the Kestrel Flex, but will you be uploading something once it's actually, you know, officially released that people yes. can go look at? As soon as I get my Kestrel Flex in the mail, which it should be here, um, it'll be after this podcast release more than likely. Um, I'll do a overall video of it and I will post it up on my YouTube channel for everybody to see. So if you're interested kind of to understand the pleat, it's a little difficult to understand if you're not looking at it, but once you look at it, it'll make perfect sense on how it, how it flexes to expand to a different range. Okay. And there's, they're, I know they're looking at redoing a couple other things like the back band. They're going to come out with a new and improved back band. I don't think it's finalized just yet. We're looking for, um, some different hardware to attach to the Prusik system um, so that it's going to be a lot more streamlined. Um, it's going to pack down a lot better than the current one that we have, um, and the adjustments on it are going to be nice and easy to adjust. That way, if, you, you know, if you're using it and have a deer or something come in, it makes it really easy to adjust. And then I think those are also going to be offered in the three camo options that the Flex will be offered in as well. Okay. Perfect. And the lineman's belt, that one is, or the lineman's rope comes with, does it come standard with the the lifter, the, the hitch lifter? Or yes, it, comes it little, does. That little piece of, of webbing essentially with a, a D-ring that allows you to use one-handed adjustments on that lineman's rope? Yep, that's what comes on um, the rope bridge that will come on the flex. That's what comes on the lineman's belt and the tree strap of the, the Kestrel flex. Okay. Well. Okay, so with the with the bridge, I, I think I was misunderstanding this earlier. The bridge is not like the the one that I had in my original, where it was just figure eight, not tied to the uh, the carabiner. It's actually there's an adjustment in that bridge loop where a guy can just on the fly shorten or lengthen his bridge. Correct. Okay. So it will be it will be a, a sewn spliced eye on one side that goes out to a stopper knot, and in between those two will be the adjuster, basically the same adjuster that's on the lineman's belt and that's on the tree strap as well. Okay. Yeah, that's so, that, that's helpful. And, and again, that's something that's going to be a lot easier to visualize with a picture or a video if, if people are going to want to look that up. Yeah, by the time everybody's hearing this, you guys can jump on Arrow Hunter website. It's arrowhunter.us, and this the photos will be uploaded. All the changes and everything will be uploaded, so you guys can jump on there. Uh, take a look at it. Take a look at it in the different color options as well, and you'll be able to visualize it much, a lot better. So even if you're listening to this, you may want to jump on there and go through there while you're listening to this as well. All right. I think we just wrap it up right there. I mean, it's short, but it's it's right to the point. Unless there's anything else you want to add, yeah. Nope. I think it's it's short to the point. It covers the flex. Um, you know, and explains kind of all the differences in it. So not a whole lot of differences. It looks a lot like a Kestrel, but I think it's got a lot of benefits over the Kestrel. Yeah. No, it looks, it, it sounds like it's a pretty good option. And that'll do it for this episode. As always, make sure to follow Sportsman's Nation on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes. And if you're looking for additional content from Bobby and myself, Subscribe to the DIY Sportsman and Boudreaux Boswell on YouTube. If you're looking to get a new bow, be sure to check out New Breed. They're a direct-to-consumer manufacturer that allows you to customize your bow online and then have it shipped right to your door. Use the code DIY Sportsman for $50 off. And with that, thanks for listening. <laughs>